Hello and welcome to my podcast. My name is Ali Hart and you're listening to How to Build a Creative Business in a Noisy World. We all know what it's like. It's not easy and you are fortunate enough to have stumbled across my podcast or maybe you're a regular listener. It's very easy to subscribe if you'd like to follow along, but you're now listening to my series which follows different creatives, um, all different paths from photographers to illustrators to weavers to jewellery makers, sharing their story and inspiring you. So enjoy and thank you for listening. Okay, so today I am with Samantha King, um, another one in our creatives interviews and it's very exciting to be with you. Hi Samantha. It's very exciting to have you. So the cool thing is that Samantha is a makeup artist. As I sit here with my greasy hair and very greasy face, and my eyebrows aren't even penciled in, so I was saying to Samantha, it probably wasn't the best uh, effort to make for coming to speak to you. Thank God there's no cameras on both sides of that. <laughs> As I said, with black, fake tan, no bra on, it is really lovely. That's though. great. Well, that's the way to do it. That's why I intend to be later. I like to do the school pickup as well, with no bra yeah, all good. on too. Yeah. So um, the name that Samantha goes under is My Makeup Banger on Instagram, is that Instagram, right? Instagram, yeah. And then Facebook is My Makeup. Great. And actually, if you are listening to this, this is going to go out now. This is still September when this goes out. But um, I had the red lips that I got so much feedback mm-hmm. was um, makeup that you had done for me, wasn't it? Forced. Sam? Yeah, forced. forced. Yeah. Yeah, because I never really liked my lips. And then actually, Samantha very kindly said they're very symmetrical. They are. Unlike the rest of my face, which has a, a beauty spot on it. Which still one day I will put a black beauty mark on and enhance it even more. Well, that was the laugh as well. Samantha was saying about how... Oh, if I even had a spot in my face, I would colour it in with it. <laughs> yeah, I do. Whereas I've all, I actually have spoken to surgeons about <laughs> taking it off. So anyway, enough about me. Um, I am very excited to celebrate makeup and to celebrate colour, which is something I always know when I realise when I'm with you, when you have your many cases. Yes. So Samantha travels as well, but also um, works from studio here at home. Studio Headspace Hair in Bangor on the Bloomfield Road. So great girls, great hair. And it was just a lovely fit. So yeah. So can you tell me then in a few succinct sentences what it is you do and who you are? Okay. So I am a freelance makeup artist and I would say brow specialist now. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, so in the salon, I do group lessons. Um, I do group workshops. I do individual makeup artistry. I do brow artistry and lash lifts. And that was one of the things, well, before we came um, live as well, talking about creativity is not, it's not one route. No. So do you want to tell me a little bit about how you've got to where you are now? Okay. Well, I'll do the short version. Okay. I'm going to do it here all day. So really, I think from a very young age, I was always creative. Yeah. So I was that girl who was drawn to art in school. Mm-hmm. But was sort of led and led myself, I think, in a direction where I th- sort of thought, art and creativity wasn't going to get me anywhere in life that way and I thought I had to go down a very educational route a very academic route yeah and so didn't pursue art at A level or GCSE and oh, no, I did at GCSE didn't do it at A level in spite of no I didn't do it at GCSE either in spite of really wanting to right and in hindsight looking back I'd have done that but I was the uh, you know triple science Maz English. Right. Um, yeah, well, you're clever. You're yeah, academic. So that, but that <laughs> like was, and, that, and that was, that was a route, I think I was encouraged to go down, probably by my mum, who, okay. who, who's very artistic as well. Right. And mum, I think, didn't really have 
didn't was was asked to go to America to do art and then turned it down for her family, which right. was really lovely. So she sort of felt that art wasn't the direction to get success in. Yeah. Um, and so helped us go down an educational path. And I was the same. I very was very ambitious and thought that academics were sort of the way to do that. Um, but always kept going back to creative. You know? And even as we sit here, so I'm in your home interviewing mm. you. Um, and as soon as you arrive at the door, I actually thought I got the number wrong. Then I was like, oh no, it's Stefan's Blue Door, Blue isn't door, it? Yeah. Like from the minute you spend time with you, and even um, so I know Samantha through my sister in law. Yeah. Um, and before I would even have like properly spoken to you, there was like I pinpointed about four dresses that I wanted to own. <laughs> so create. You're right. Creativity yeah. is you. Yeah, and I always fashion was always huge for me. Yeah. Always. Um, so when I was younger, you know, there's videos of me and it's shoes and clothes Brilliant. and and always wanting a pair of heels and looking through very much through fashion through eras. You know, mm-hmm. I loved fifties fashion and I've always pinpointed that with my mum and my mum and I when we watched old movies would have always yeah. pinpointed fashion. Do you have a green dress as well? That's yeah. very yeah, yeah. There we go. It's very fifties yeah, style. And we'd have always sort of looked back through fashion together, and that was my, my was my mum was definitely the creative side that I Great. got it from. So then you went on to university. Went on to university. Did Warwick University, and then transferred over to Belfast. And okay. In Belfast, and I started to work um in retail, and I actually worked backwards and forwards in retail whenever I was going to university. Okay. Um. And then I went to work in Max Mara and got so much experience with retail there. Right. Like, I mean, it was just, it was so much, so inspiring there. Do you know, yeah. in the Italian fashion and and how they worked in the store was just amazing. Do you know, and it was very, very inspirational. It definitely made my sort of fire for fashion Great. much more real and were you working in there on the floor or was that linked to your degree or what way no was that, I no? just worked there part time okay. and then um, when I did university then went there full time and that's right. when I worked there for years and um, and then sort of that happened about eight or nine years ago just with working and everything like that I actually became unwell and took a breakdown right so um, that was where sort of everything changed for me and I sort of thought right what do I really want to wanna do? do. Wow. What I really, really want to do. And where do I want to go with this? You know, I sort of thought, do I want to go creative? Mm-hmm. Do I want to work with children? Because that was the other option that I always thought I wanted to do. Okay. So I went part-time to do my degree in early childhood studies. So I did that part-time. I actually started off part-time in the tech and then moved to Stranmillis. Okay. Um, so I've still got actually one more year to do that because in the last year I fell pregnant with Stella. Right. Um, and I've worked in and out of schools, but always was drawn back. Wow. And then even through that time when you're saying about uh, a, a bit of a breakdown, was that, was makeup still kind of like a yeah, finishing touch and like a, an avenue for yeah. you there? Oh, everything yeah. was. And, you know, if I, it was always, everybody would come to me to get their makeup done mm-hmm. to go out. And, mm-hmm. um, I guess that's a way of building yourself back up, like... Um, for your confidence yeah well then I whenever I sort of had that and I I was forced I sort of worked from when I was 11 mm-hmm. really onwards I've always been a, a worker and um that sort of forced me to stop working altogether. okay and sort of was the extent of how much and how bad it was you mm-hmm. know and I it's it's I looked back at the time that I look at myself as so lucky because I got this huge second chance to sort Great. of take everything and do whatever I really wanted with yep. it you know and um but obviously with a fire in your belly yeah huge and you know um I was given this really amazing opportunity to manage the Longcombe counter okay um that was about a year after my breakdown after I'd not been working for a year and my family oh my goodness were just absolutely 
amazing and friends were unbelievable through mm-hmm. it all like so supportive and um and I sort of thought right let's let's give this a go on counter I know I know retail and yeah. I know how to manage accounts and I know how to manage business because mm-hmm. that's what I did you know I, I successfully managed business yeah and um I went back and and it just as soon as I, I stepped foot in the floor I just loved it and Brilliant. just working with clients and I realized I think from the ultimate get-go which was the same continuity from when I was working in retail Max Mara that it was working with the women it was working with helping women feel gorgeous and helping yeah. women feel beautiful mm-hmm. and um and I like to think that that's what transcends sort of naturally through me whenever I'm working yeah. with people and and that's sort of the feedback I get that um that would be probably my unique selling point I think. yeah I was gonna follow on from that and say like when you when as a an individual coming to you when you're that like it's all you you're all mm. you're all there mm. like it's very much like I am here Samantha and you're very good at just like well obviously make people feel comfortable um, you make it look and as an artist it's very painterly the way you do yeah. your face um, for me that's the way I feel but I, I, I would say as a unique selling point like it's yeah. it runs deeper than skin yeah it does it's sort of and it, I, it runs deeper in that it's a genuine feeling I have whenever I'm helping women yeah. and whenever I'm you know and it come that came through with, even with doing brows you know that right. that women who maybe have nothing or think they have nothing or mm-hmm. think they don't have a lovely face to, sh- to shape and frame I, I don't believe that you know yeah. and, and I think that's what ultimately when they sit down in my seat that that's what I want them to leave and go God, I feel great. Yeah, I feel really great. So you're you're right in that. Well, everything that I've ever said about um, the creative path is rarely straightforward. No, not at all. But do you see how it's led you to where you are now? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was in Longcombe for five, six, seven years, and um, Jackie, who was there, who was an amazing mentor as okay. well. I would sort of say probably more than an area manager for me. You know she brought me down the route where I was doing sort of regional makeup artistry, teaching people and helping to train wow. people and, okay. and things like that. That was the route that she was bringing me more down towards. So she saw obviously a fire in my belly for yeah. for makeup artistry and for helping women. And that's probably, again, they were coming, women were coming to the counter to work with me because I wasn't, I didn't want to sell them lots of products. Mm-hmm. I wanted to help them, do you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that's probably where then at that point, I sort of thought to myself, right, I really want to do this on my own. Yeah. And I'd wanted to do this on my own for years. I actually do remember. I years. remember my sister-in-law saying, Sam's really good at makeup. We should all just try it. But you were, that was whenever you were just doing it as yeah. a friend. Everybody yeah. would come out yeah. round to you first, wasn't ne- it? Yeah, <laughs> and I would never. And it was actually Jennifer who, I got a message from her. And I remember after I'd had Stella and Jonathan was talking to me and he said, look, are we going to keep having this conversation? Yeah. Like, you need to have a pair of balls and go off and do it on your own. Yeah. And I was like, but what if it fails? And he was like, so what? I know. So what? He's like, you're doing everything that you love. and Fear and can cripple you. Can't oh, do it's them. awful. And, mm-hmm. I, and my biggest, my biggest downfall is my perfectionism. Okay. In that if I don't think I can be the best at something, I don't tend to try it. Right. So I think as a creative, that's something I'm, the creative part I'd stifled a bit by my academic perfection. Okay, yeah, you know? so yeah. So like, I sometimes, even when I'm, 
I'm doing makeup and things on myself, I'm sort of thinking, I'll give that a go. No, I'm not. I can't give that a go. What if it's, what if it's rubbish? Uh-huh. What if it's really rubbish? Is there not an accepting part of you, though, too? Because I actually said, um, I'm just going to scrap that. And one of the girls who worked with me was like, you're always saying that. Yeah. Like, but then when you revisit, you're happy with it. Do you yeah. ever get like that? Um, all the time. Okay. Or if I put a picture up and maybe I see a stray hair, I'll be the one to circle it. <laughs> right. Say, oh my goodness, look at the stray but hair. But nobody else and sees nobody that. nobody else sees it. Yeah. Nobody else sees it. So tell me then about family life and about um, here at home with you. It's not just you in this house. No. Yeah. So the game changer was Stella. Yeah. Great so name. So I have um, a very, very, very supportive um, very wonderful other half, Jonathan. Yeah. Um, who probably from the second came into my life brought lots of laughter. He is that. I yes, I would say that too. Brought lots of <laughs> laughter, but brought lots of honesty. So he was, he was the person that just has made me very comfortable being me. Brilliant. Which is so lovely. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever ever felt that comfortable around anybody before. Gosh, I don't know why I'm getting emotional. I'm emotional. <laughs> yeah. And um. Just the whole way through, he always sees him and my best friend Catherine are the two people that always saw everything good in me, you know, and sort of saw all those creative passions and talents, Mm -hmm. probably, that I I often suppressed, probably, and sort of, or never felt sometimes that they were never good enough, Mm -hmm. and um. They didn't. They were very much keep going, keep mm-hmm. going, keep going. And then one day he said to me, "If Stella tries something and or says comes to you and says I'm, I want to try this, Mummy, are you going to say to her no? Don't yes, yeah. it's not right." Yeah. I thought you little get. Uh huh. And we gave it a go. It was that and Jennifer mess. Jennifer text messaging saying me, you know, if I was good at something like this, I would be off on my own in a second. I and I thought, right, okay, let's just do it. And he hasn't blinked an eyelid while I obviously left work and started it all off my own and mm-hmm. just trudged along not even behind me but beside me just yep. he's a bit creative too right yeah he his, is his fashion sense is yeah, awesome I'm quirky like I think they call it quirky you but quirky you yeah. both of you um compliment each other yeah that. quirky what he, is it he does he works from Bombardier okay so he's for short so um so different souls different in many ways. Different souls in very many ways. And Jonathan, Jonathan would actually be quite risk adverse. Okay. So I think he sort of lives his <laughs> risk, lack of risk, risk adversity through me. Yeah. And sort of like pushes me to do all the risk taking. I think Michael might be the same now yeah. that you say that. Yeah. You know, just he like, he's Mr. Safety and mm-hmm. keeps his secure job. He's been in the same job since he's been 17. Yeah. Um, and it's funny how we need that. Yeah, grind. Yeah, and it? that stability, I think, as well, and that stability from him has really allowed me to go off and be much more creative mm-hmm. and into much more learning. You know, this is such a huge industry. Yeah, a huge industry, and I was really scared by this industry whenever I first came into it. Scared by not only how big it was, but how talented a lot of these women are. Yes. like I mean, and men like insanely talented. Um. And I would have been a bit fearful of social media because mm-hmm. I felt it was comparing me, which is again that perfectionism thing. Yeah. Instead of allowing myself to have my own niche where I fitted in, yeah. I was comparing myself to these, you know, and you probably find you did, did the same with yeah. bloggers who are, you know, 100,000 followers yeah. um, and whose work's being put all over the place. And actually, Instagram is a lovely family of people who actually when you allow yourself to enter into it mm-hmm. 
you can meet the most amazing people who you were actually quite fearful of before. Uh, yeah, and they can find you. Yeah. You know, and then you, you know, find your space and then you have strange. your voice. and Yeah, you know, and speaking to amazing artists, like local artists like um, Kira, who's CSA, who's an amazing, like, I mean, such an insanely talented artist. I remember looking at her mm-hmm. whenever she worked um, in Paddy's McGargan's place and, and thinking, oh my goodness, like they're so talented mm-hmm. they're a different type of artist to me but so talented and quite intimidated by them but actually when you celebrate each other that's like kind of what I'm doing yeah. with the podcast yeah. it's that thing of everybody grows everybody has a space exactly and then tell me what age is Stella? she's 14 months right and how has that changed life for you? oh it's just changed it completely right completely tell me a bit about her name because I think that's a lovely so story. Stella oh I'm laughing because it was my nanny's name yes um and nanny who is my mum's mum um was just the most amazing woman um very young at heart okay um and i would have lived with her for a while whenever she broke her hip and sort of helped her and um and we just have a had a lovely relationship mm-hmm. and you know she loved to prosecco on a thursday Brilliant. and we gone out for but dinner. like ourselves exactly. there yeah <laughs> you know and very like my mum you know i watch my mum now and she's just so like her yeah so i find the same with my mum yeah even I, sound alike yeah, didn't she yeah. yeah and my nanny loved fashion right loved clothes um and that is probably again a very creative side of her you know and um but she, she didn't love her name is that right she hated her name okay so she passed away on the August before we found out we were pregnant in the September. Right. Um, and Stella had would been a long wanted child for us, and um, she. Whenever we found out then that that we were having a girl. Yeah. I just knew I just wanted Stella. I always had wanted Stella anyway. Yeah. And the irony was that if my nanny knew <laughs> I was alive and knew that I was calling her Stella, Stella. she would use so many expletives because she was Stella Mooring and the only person that called her Stella was my dad and right. it was when he was cross with her and uh-huh. he goes, Stella, get over here and stop calling me that bloody name I hate yeah. it, you know? Do you know what I see? Abraham is, um, my granny is very important to me too and so she was Edna. Mm-hmm. Um, so Abraham, we were going to call him Enda Love but that. his second name's Enda and I know he's a boy and everything different, but I'm sure you see it in style too. I genuinely see, sometimes I just call him Edna because I yeah. see sometimes the way he eats a bun and all. Yeah. I'm like, that's my granny. It's totally the same. Yeah. Totally the same. The way she is about, even see the sunshine. Uh-huh. My nana used to bake. We used to say we used to baste her and turn her because she used to just lie in the sun and yeah. roast. And Stella, when she gets outside the sun, <laughs> the eyes close and she just loves it. And the clothes, you know, she sits down and, she goes and gets a new pair of shoes and they have to be on her straight away. And she just... Isn't that like cool though? You just think of like life and how... Oh, circle so of life as many, well. So many little things. Yeah. You know, they're so similar. Thran, as Thran as my grand nanny would have been as well. She right. so Thran. Brilliant. And, and what do you think about her now growing up as a female? It's hard being a girl. Awful. I would say. Yeah. Um, and one of the beautiful things about what you do is that you like I came into you similar to what I look like now the other week and between you and the girls and Headspace Headspace yeah, hair, yeah. yeah. Um, I felt like literally like a new person yeah. and the hair and the face so you have that nice job obviously yeah. but then there's the flip side which we were talking about um, well just confidence and makeup and people feeling have to wear makeup yeah. how do you feel about having a daughter because I have only three boys so it's I I think that's probably the biggest thing that scares us 
as parents yeah. about having a, a daughter um, is the world is so beauty and um, image led now that um, it's very hard to build up confidence in girls yeah. without making them without allowing them to compare themselves to others and funny I was actually on messaging a friend of mine um, Rebecca who has a blog Fresh Food Living and okay. she is um, she was talking about how her she won't let her 11 year old have Instagram mm-hmm. and we were talking backwards and forwards and she said you know I just really feel like I've still got to grind her own self image first before I allow her on it and yeah. I thought that is the most most most, most that is what, as parents, for us, that we, and we've had this conversation quite a few times, even mm-hmm. though she is only 14 months, and I said to Jonathan, I don't want her to have social media, and I don't want her to have Instagram. Mm-hmm. He said, but if, she doesn't have to have them until she's older. Yeah. But if we have put enough firm roots in her that she's beautiful no matter what, yeah, that she's amazing no matter what, mm-hmm. then surely at that point, we can allow her to go off and have own tr- have trust in her own beauty. Yeah. And her own confidence that to compare ourselves to others isn't necessary. Yeah, I was just saying to Rachel McBride there, who was interviewing before you, um, yeah, comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. But also, um, I think knowing you and then a few other friends, I was with a friend yesterday who's a makeup artist. I love that I think when you know people, like she'll be without makeup, like you're yeah. today without yeah. makeup. Um, it, I think it, it, it makes it into this lovely, like not performative element, but is, a very, yeah. you That's know. exactly like a theatrical sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Totally, you know, and... Rather than it being, um, I'm encouraging girl, can't leave girls house to be makeup. makeup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, my mum has always been a woman who didn't doesn't wear a lot of makeup mm-hmm. during the, or doesn't wear makeup at all during the day. Yeah. And the same with Jodie. Jodie um was in we worked for Clarence for years and is a freelance makeup artist as well. You know, and we are as a family very comfortable without makeup on. Yeah. And yet we love makeup. Mm-hmm. You know, and we love playing with it, and mm-hmm. we love getting dressed up. You know. And I think that's probably something for us as well that I would be saying when Stella comes to that time, yeah, you can play with that, whatever you want. And yeah. really, and play with it, really love it yeah. and really not be scared of it and not feel like it's a math, but more that it is that sort of like you would take a, a paintbrush and an easel and just play, you know. Um, and on that note as well, that just makes me laugh. I think of you coming um, with your, you know, suitcases and your, she'll have a lot of choice. Yeah, it was yeah. a suitcase. <laughs> yeah. So tell me about, a little bit about techniques because I don't know, I, like I don't know how to contour or how to do, I think I love when it's done. Yeah. Um, and actually at the end I need to ask you what foundation you use because the friend yesterday was like it is perfect for you um you are one of the people that can rhyme off like if I said yeah, I was thinking about this but you're like boom boom so tell me about just the products and the techniques and what you well I think probably going back to that with anything like knowledge is power you know so if yeah. you if you're armed with a lot of information and I'm constantly online reading up blogs reading up ingredients reading up things yeah. and learn a lot from other artists you know so okay. I try which is actually what I'm doing more is training with other one-to-one with other artists so I want one with others on Instagram you uh-huh. know so the likes of Kira and things like that I'll go and train with her just to get a whole a whole different direction and concept yep. of where you're coming from with makeup. Because I just did a life drawing there and I didn't need to do it. No. But sometimes you just need to be, like a wee reboot. Yeah. And to, and to learn something in. new. Yeah. yeah. And to sort of, to see that somebody applies a foundation completely different to mm-hmm. you. Um, why that works for them, why yep. it doesn't work for them. Um, I'm very into 
skin and very into enhancing women's natural beauty. That's yeah. like, I love that, you know. Um, and there's different artists who love that theatrical side of makeup. Mm-hmm. There's different artists who love um, a lot of the huge sculpting side of makeup, which I just think is so amazing and, yeah. and admire it so much. But it's just a different direction to what I do in, in the salon. So I would do a lot of what I would call Instagram makeup. Okay. Um, so on younger girls and things like that. But I would find a lot of women, even over the age of about 30, yeah. becoming in going, I've got lines. I don't want to see makeup sitting on my skin. Sitting or I yeah. don't want... And it's that fine line between a makeup that photographs beautifully. Yeah. But it's also beautiful whenever you look at their face and you yeah. think, gosh, their skin looks beautiful. When you did my makeup for my exhibition, I felt like that. It was like... Um, subtle but like I felt like everyone's like you're glo- like I felt like a glow yeah so yeah. in real life <laughs> and that's what you want yeah. you know and and probably that's where I would be specializing a lot in wedding makeup and things mm-hmm. like that and bridal makeup probably for that reason so that when a bride's coming into the room that you know somebody's not going to go oh that photograph's beautiful as they're talking to them they I want know. to go gosh she looks beautiful yeah. you know which is what which is what everybody wants yeah. and so my techniques would probably be about sort of soft blending and real life skin okay. and trying to get a real skin effect. Um, and you're very good at playing on like your own face, aren't you? Like yeah. you always try out the... Try different things and mm-hmm. try different techniques. The irony is that when it comes to putting my makeup on, that it's as quick as I possibly can do. <laughs> but you did that recently. That was on yeah, my sister on the show as well. Um, those, so t- let's talk very quickly then about social media. Well, you've already touched on it. Yes. Um, I have a love-hate relationship with it. Me I'm too. like a broken record. But I, you and I were talking there two weeks today ago about um, for us as mums, as starting like not with a big injection of no. money, starting from the ground up. Yeah. Um, it is a free tool that we've had to get very comfortable with. Yeah. Me being in front of the camera, you having your face. Yeah. So how do you feel um, it has grown? You? For me, I would give a majority of it to social media of my own business. How a do lot you feel? of that. Yeah, I'd be very similar. I would... My, a lot of mine is word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, I find the more I invest, the more time I invest in social media, the better it is for my business. Yeah. So and people can bad. get to you on the comments and different things. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So mine would be about, and that's actually funny, what today was for me, was taking sort of a good three or four hours mm-hmm. and really putting my head down, getting content sorted for Instagram, um, getting ideas sorted for Instagram and really, really pushing to develop more of a following and develop more more of, more type of content for Instagram. Yeah. Um, because it's very, I'm doing the bare minimum at the moment, which is yeah. putting my work up mm-hmm. so people can see. Because I was I was quite arrogant with, with Facebook mm-hmm. and things. And I sort of thought, well, no, I, I, I don't need to. It's word of mouth. And actually, I don't look to buy anything yeah. or to go anywhere yep. without looking up. The and even just buy. someone, pull, like I was able to pull up my face on yours yesterday to show someone. Yeah. So same way, someone will be like, recommend you, but then they'll pull up your exactly. your work. But um, you're talking at the start about, uh, so one of my big things is like you're talking about being intimidated by people and them having X amount of followers yeah. or whatever. But actually for us both, um, it's conversion is yeah, more it's, important. Yeah. So for you, um, it doesn't actually matter how many followers you have, it matters how many bookings you have. in the- Exactly, exactly. And I think that was me getting my head around that side of it mm-hmm. um, as more of a business tool yep. you know less as um, a sort of display of my work but more of 
an actual business tool mm -hmm. it's amazing it's yeah. absolutely amazing the fact that it's free is unbelievable and do know? you find from instagram you've been able to like there's been inquiries the workshops do you yeah. need any of that from social media yeah. so um quite tell us about the workshops. So the workshops would be um they were actually running every Saturday. They are now, we've had to just pull back a little bit just from bookings, which yeah. is great. It's a really good problem to have. Yeah. But, um, where it would be three to four in a class. Okay. And it would be two hours long. Mm -hmm. And we take something very simple like skin. Mm -hmm. Um. So everyone brings their makeup bags with them. So it's really right. good because you get to see what you have and yeah. what you work in. And it's not me giving you a list of, here's 14 products that I use. And they're 35, 40 pounds each. Uh -huh. Off you go. These are the only things you can lose. It's about me going through your bag and saying, right, how can we achieve the look that you want? Brilliant. With what you have in your bag. So we call that, um, when I worked with young people with uh, learned disabilities and we did a lot of training with autism, that's called person-centered planning. Have you ever heard oh, of that? No, I haven't. So that's when that. you're focused, it's about, it's about it working for the child. So yeah. to me, when you're saying that, that is what I would say about you, is you make what works for the... Yeah, so I'm... Because I think... That's people that's life. less intimidating too yeah I think it's real life and I think it's it's about us having a real look and that you know I'm very fortunate this is my job you mm -hmm. know people say to me a lot of the time I could never do makeup like you and I think well thank goodness because then I wouldn't have a job <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> you know and it's probably going to get the same thing I could never paint like that and I'm like well it's like you're by my art, art so, exactly you know, so yeah that's what you need to do do you know and but it's about making everything accessible and sharing your expertise we were talking about this today uh, yeah, about how really actually true. the sharing of that is what puts you forward as the expert yeah you know and I think I love that concept of taking and having a look and saying how can we work with what you have mm -hmm. how can we make you feel good with and do you know people don't have six or seven hundred pounds to spend on a makeup bag mm -hmm. you know there is so much on the high street that's amazing yeah um that is accessible to everybody do you know so we can go and do, I can make you look beautiful with the concealer and mascara and a bit of blush, you yeah. know, but it's how you apply it that makes the difference. And those, so that is a workshop, is that different from like if you came and had a makeup party or is it all, no, what, all so if, they, if they, I booked you today, what? They what? all have different, slightly different, but are the same. Like so, similar packages. Um, so for instance, we had three women on Wednesday night who were coming for a makeup party. They all brought their own bags. Okay. We took all of our makeup off together. Brilliant. So how we actually... So we even looked at our skincare routine. What do we use as skincare? What yeah. do we need skincare? Um, and also looking at them and thinking, do you have 20 minutes to take your makeup off or do you have five? Yeah. And how do we adapt that? Super. How can we make this work for you? So take all our makeup off together and then put it all on together. And how long... So someone was looking at that, like how long do those last? A couple of hours. Okay. Yeah, so... And you go to people's to houses or you go to locations? Both. Okay. So... Um, we're having another. There's um makeup party next weekend, which is you know eight people, mm -hmm. and we all sit around together. And I bring my entire kit. We spread it all over the floor. Mm -hmm. Everybody can get in, have a look, have a feel of textures. Um, Super. I do a demo on yeah. one girl. So if the numbers are slightly higher, I do a demo on one person, and then everybody gets asked questions. So same thing. We take all the makeup mm -hmm. off. We put it all on. People ask questions about primers, about foundations. Then at the very end, I go around and colour match everybody and really and match everybody to a foundation. So I'm, again, very fortunate that I have maybe 50 different foundations. I have a few, few to pick from. In my makeup And is bag. that in the space that you have, it's gorgeous where you are. So you now have the mirror set. Is that where you can bring people in so for that? I can bring people in. So there's so all, 
um, specially lit areas mm-hmm. that they can all work on and that they can practice on um, with white light and things, which is real light. Super. So it's really, really good that they can do it. And it's also that less, less intimidating and slightly cheaper version than going to big, mm-hmm. huge group lessons. You know, it's this is for people who just want to do their own makeup. And I guess uh, we'll have listened then to you chat from the start too, there's a real element of just celebrating who you are. So that yeah. comes from you celebrating who you are and then you can help other people. Yeah. That's really cool. And I think that it, I think that's probably the essence of everything that ultimately I spent so long being so uncomfortable in my own skin mm-hmm. or so uncomfortable just accepting the sort of person and who I was mm-hmm. that my creativity was masked for so long. Mm-hmm. And actually this is a lovely way for me to sort of say, please be okay with who mm-hmm. you are. You know, play it, it's so amazing just to be who mm-hmm. you are and it's so amazing just to feel so comfortable and once you feel comfortable in yourself you'll feel amazing in everything that totally. you do totally and I one of my lines is you know I want women to love themselves from their brain to their bones absolutely and um, I was talking to Rachel McBride about that um, because she was talking about Rachel cerebral palsy yeah. and about how she looks in photos and I was saying please just keep putting your face out there yeah. because People want to see that. And I think um, when you're talking about your workshops, it makes me think of my workshops. They're not from a business point of view. They're not like a huge business model. No. That does, but what they are is they're giving value yeah. and they're also the core of your business. Yeah, and who you are, mm-hmm. you know. I think And the that, buzz you get probably is similar to the buzz I get yeah, off that. Yeah, it is. And it's just that it's watching people smile and go, God, I didn't know that. That's so good. Yeah. You know, and it, yeah. it's the most simple stupid sometimes thing not that, stupid you're not the stupid. expert I'm we the wouldn't expert. have known that otherwise the, the yeah. most simple thing that just makes people go that that's amazing that mm-hmm. has just changed so much you know and like somebody texted me and said oh look <laughs> even mendez is massaging her face too you know I said, <laughs> you, even if you sit in front of the tv and massage your face you'll feel amazing afterwards yeah. like honestly it okay your bones. Well, it le- will it get my lines it out? does amazing does it? it's for Brilliant. muscle memory um, well, just as we near the end, thank you so much for all your chat. Um, it's so cool to just hear how creatives work. And also, um, I suppose it's been, I like to celebrate females and knowing that it like goes, it runs deep for you yeah. too. Um, is there a book just to totally, you can flip the, to whatever you want. It can be a novel, anything. Is there a book that you're reading at the minute you'd like to talk about? I'm reading at the moment. Um, the moment I'm reading The Woman in the Window. Okay. Which is good. Who's that by? Oh, don't ask me. I don't know. Okay, you can find that out for me. I, can put I will that find that notes. out, but it's a good book. Woman in the it's Window, It's one of those right. ones that you can't really put down. Right. But unless you fall asleep because you're so exhausted by the day. Because light. Yeah. Um, you know, 10 minutes into bed and you're like... I know. Although this is the thing. Sometimes I like scroll my phone and get so cross and wish I had of just read... I could have got like, you know, 10 pages read in my book. Well, funny, Jonathan and I were talking about that about three or four days ago and we had sort of tried to start doing and no phones... It's good. ...for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. And no phones even we were coming down to sit and watch TV because mm-hmm. we were we were sitting down together and we actually cut ourselves on that we both weren't talking and both on our phones scrolling I know we're the same and it was mindless it is bad. it was totally yeah. mindless he was on Twitter I was on Instagram mm-hmm. I wasn't even doing work so no. I couldn't even use that as an excuse or researching or anything like that it was total mindless I was off I started off looking at one thing and then it ended up Looking at essential oils. That's what you know. know. You can go deep, can't you? Oh, well, we're all the same in that. And then, just lastly, is there a favorite quote? It can be from your nanny. It can be from someone famous. It can be from a book. It can be one word that you love that you'd like to share. Just to no, I don't know the quote. I don't know the whole quote, but I always go back to um, the bird standing on the edge of the cliff. Okay. And he says to his wife, "What if I fall?" And she said, "But what if you fly?" Beautiful. 
That is a great one then. But and that was a good one. That's Brilliant. One Thank you find. so much for chatting to me today. Okay. Where can people find you then? People can find me online. Yeah. They can DM me. They can Instagram me. They can phone me. All my information is on my tags on Instagram and Facebook on My Makeup Banger or My Makeup on Facebook. Because even when you say My Makeup Banger, it still comes up as Samantha King, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, still comes up Samantha King. And same with My Makeup on Facebook, it'll still come up Samantha King as well. Okay. Or Headspace Hair and Banger. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for chatting to me. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. Thank you for listening today. Remember that you can subscribe and if you would like to leave a review, that would be brilliant. Also, you can find me on alihart.com and all different social medias. Thank you for listening and I will see you on the other side.